some good news. Shit. I'm working on it, you guys, I swear. Seven, just get around them. Get around them. You think I'm not trying? The bus was faster. Right, maybe you should get back on it. Truck, truck, truck. Just, just go back that way, that way. Okay, how about you drive and I hold the map? How about that? You know what? You two really need to work on your communication. It's the cornerstone of every community. See, there you go, now you're in sync. Look, just get the transporter up. Even if you can't beam us to Castaic, we'll still need an exit when we find Rios. Seriously, guys, I need more time. How much? Uh, I, a day? A day? We barely have an hour! Oh, Agnes. Stand by. I might know someone who can help. Welcome, everybody, to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts. And with me is Johnson, my co-host. Johnson, welcome to episode 75 of our podcast. Did we establish that this is a milestone? Uh, 75 is a big number. Yes, yeah, so 75 is a, one of those round numbers. It's not. Is that a round number? It's just a multiple of 25. It's fine. It's a big deal. Sure. Aren't you excited? When I when I turn 75, if I turn 75, I guess it's a big deal. Right now, you're going to be lucky to see 41. <laughs> I don't want to turn 75. That's too much. But well, we've sure. turned Deep Space Pride has turned 75 now. Episodes, that is. Episode 75. OK, well, congratulations, um, Mike. Thank you. Congratulations to you, Johnson. You're half of this podcast, too. Great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for welcoming me. You're welcome. How was your week? How's your Wednesday? Well, well it's not over yet. I was just going to say. Um, yeah, no, it's not. It's it not. reminds me of that that um, that 30 Rock meme where Liz Lemon's like, what, what a week, huh? And then it's like, it's only Tuesday. It's not it's over. Um, it's been okay. It's been busy. Work's been crazy, but manageable. I had a friend from Chicago stay with me, and he's he's gone now. He he uh, he also he got a hotel, but he's stayed with me for two days, and it was good. It's good to see him. Is this I the told- friend that you went to Chicago to see a while correct. back? Wow, okay. good memory. Correct, yes. correct. This is the I, I pay attention, and you listen. Good job. I listen. I did tell him that I'm going to be in Chicago in two weeks, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "I'm not going to see you. It's." I'm going for a Star Trek convention. He was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> so he's clearly not a Star Trek fan. No, he's not. I actually, oh my gosh. So when I stayed with him, I was like, yeah, let's watch a Star Trek episode together. He was like, why? I was like, oh, you know, I just want to get you into it or, you know, and he's like an actor. So I was trying to think what episode, and I'm interested to hear what episode you think would be good to show him. Hmm. So, it needs to be one off 
no context, right? So I had recently watched Sarek. So I was like, oh, maybe Sarek, you know, like it's a good standalone episode. You don't need that much context. He fell asleep. <laughs> like it was like not, it was mm. not good. Like, because I thought it would like, be a good showcase of Patrick Stewart's acting skills and all that. He, 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 he was not into it. For it. Wow. Um, but that's a tough, I think that's a tough, um, that's a tough ask. Like if you don't have any contacts, if you don't know Star Trek, like one time episode, what would be good? Yeah. Maybe I could pick a DS9 episode, but I, I was going to say DS9 would be my immediate go-to uh, probably in the pale moonlight or the problem uh, with in the pale moonlight is you kind of need a little bit of context as to what's going on with the Dominion War. And you need to know the context of the relationship between the Federation and the Dominion and the Romulans and some of the interpersonal relationships between Cisco and Garrick. Like there's a little more there in terms of background that you need. So I was like, that's a lot to explain. I don't know. Meanwhile, Sarek, I was like, all right, there's this old guy and he's been around for a long time and he's well-respected, you know, like, that's it. So, I don't know. I was just trying to think of, like, a good one-off. DS9 comes with a lot of baggage. They have a lot of good standalones, but then it's, like, a lot of context, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. And it's, you know, when, when people think of Star Trek, they think of, like, a ship-based mm-hmm. going somewhere, you know? Starship Enterprise and all of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, that's a, it's a it's a tough ask. I I, I could, probably could have picked a better episode, but yeah, I don't know that uh, my mind did not wander to Sarek at all, and I was surprised because I had watched it recently and I was like really into it. And if you recall, I I had this phase where I was really into all the ten four performances. Do you remember this? Oh yes, yes. In Sarek, there was a they had a Mozart. Yeah, <laughs> they have a did. Mozart night, so I was like really obsessed with it. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm trying to think if you need a lot of context, but Ensign Row comes to mind as a oh, standalone. That's so random. I don't know. It's a really Rowe. good episode. It's a really good episode, though. It's about refugees. It's about war. It's you know, or war ravaged people. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be my, my first go-to if I wanted to showcase Star Trek, but I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Let's see. I mean, question. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like, you know, yeah, is there one episode that really encapsulates Star Trek really well? I don't know. Mm. It's a tough ask. The child. <laughs> the child. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> so, I might as well just, I've told him to watch Sub Rosa. You know why I picked the <laughs> the child was in my me- oh my god Sub Rosa please oh. no um never um, oh you know what last week was the thirtieth anniversary of thirtieth uh, anniversary of so last week it's twenty twenty two oh my god nineteen ninety two you're overthinking it it's, it's, it's honestly every single episode at some point is going to reach 30, the thirty anniversary correct yes something in nineteen ninety two. It was the 30th anniversary of cause and effect. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, do you well, not like we, the episode? In, no, I, I do. No, no, of course. No, it's it, obviously it has implications in this week's Picard. As does, as does. Um, cause and effect. 
Yes, threes. Oh, I guess. Fifteens? No, I rem- I know what you're talking about just because of the number pattern. Threes. Threes. All right, whatever. Um, it actually is a really good sound episode. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's a time loop, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of seeing, like, the person, if you're showing it to them for the first time, they're going to see the same scenes over and over again, just slightly differently. And Do you know that? Like, not know. Do you know that during the original uh, broadcast, people called their local affiliates to complain that they were accidentally repeating the episode? <laughs> no. People are so fucking that. dumb. I'm like, people are fucking idiots. Like, That's ridiculous. awesome. That's awesome. People literally uh, called in. I'm like, of course they did. Because, today um, that would Americans be people bitching. Idiots. That would be people bitching on Twitter today, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Call your <laughs> local affiliate. I can't. Well, so that's funny. So it's the 30th anniversary of Cause and Effect, which has a has a tie into this week's episode. But also, uh, I think on the Ready Room, the trivia question was, "What was the first episode that we see Ganon in?" Oh. Was it a child? It was a child, but I didn't. I got it wrong. I guessed something else. I thought it, for some reason I thought yeah, it was season two, episode one, idiot. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> of course, I, I'm always affirming. I, I, I thank you. That's so. I feel so loved right now. <laughs> um, no, oh. I didn't actually remember that Guinan was in this one. I didn't. Uh, I, I, the child. I mean, I remember. Yeah, I didn't remember her being in it. Yeah, because um, it's also Pulaski's first episode, and she comes onto the ship, and then she, she doesn't report in. I don't know if you remember the episode. Oh, I remember her not and then, reporting in. And then Picard is like, where the fuck is this woman? And then she's like, in 10 forward with Guinan. Oh, yeah. oh, interesting. I don't remember that scene. I vaguely remember this now. Okay. Uh, but no, I didn't remember. I remember, obviously, Deanna. You know, Deanna's, it's Deanna's episode, really. Right. And... Um, and I remember Pulaski, so that's it. I totally forgot about Guinan, so I got that question wrong well, you, on the you quiz. You forgot about Pulaski and Guinan. Uh, no, I didn't forget about Pulaski. I forgot about Guinan. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, so that's why the, I said the child jokingly. It, it is not a show. It's not enough. I would not show a season one or most of season two episode to a newbie. Um, yeah. That would be well. I mean, Measure of a Man was pretty good. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Measure of the Man is excellent. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's, that's a really good best TNG episodes. To be honest, it's, it's very yes. Cool. Well, that cool. actually is probably even in my top ten of Star Trek episodes. Oh, I don't have a top ten. Hmm. Okay. That would be that would definitely be in my top ten. And and again, once again, it has implications to this episode this week's episode as well measure of a man yeah Guinan talks about uh you know about uh slavery essentially and racism oh yes so sure so there's don't be a hater well the child was not the child i'm sorry measure of a man in that context it's this goes back to what i was saying last week where you know, Star Trek used to utilize metaphor much more versus now oh, they yeah. just talk about, you know, now it's just woke, you know, like they don't, well, yeah. around, and, they don't beat around the bush ep- anymore for better, for worse. Yeah, this week's episode is definitely, um, it's a yes. little woke. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk sure. about it in a minute. Yeah. Um, um well, 
I think we're also so, talking about some Star Trek news, right? Yeah, I mean, apparently we have a new television show that's coming out called Strange New Worlds that they're actually marketing uh, ahead of time. So, which is really great. We're getting a lot of great little scenes. We're meeting the crew. Mm-hmm. So, so far as of this recording, we've met four of the crew. Yeah. It's a big cast. Uh, it's a decent sized cast. I think it's what, is it nine? It cast is. Members? Nine major cast? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've not, not counted. Um, but I did want to say that in comparison, so yes, it does seem to be a larger cast as is Discovery is a larger cast. But I'm really liking about Picard, the smaller cast. Uh, Mm -hmm. We get some really great stuff with a smaller cast. And the story is a little bit tighter. So I'm liking, actually, I'm loving Picard for that very reason. Because we get some... Well, you get get more time with everyone. Yes. Yep. You know, Which is why, And it doesn't, even though, it's funny, because even though it's about, even though the show is called Star Trek Picard, it's not all about Picard. It's about all these other people, too. Honestly, I think the past two episodes, Picard took kind of like, last episode, I feel Picard even took a little bit of backseat. This episode, he had more because of Guinan, but you still got a lot of time with everyone else. Yeah, I agree with that. Meanwhile, Discovery, it's the Michael, they should call it Star Trek Michael Burnham. You know, because honestly, it's what it is. Fair. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got, we've met four of the crew so far with mm-hmm. these 30 second little. So we've had two minutes of Strange New Worlds, which is awesome. Uh, plus a teaser trailer, right? From so over two minutes of, of stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, so we've met four of the crew. We've met Cadet Uhura. Uh, we have met. Lon, Nuni and Singh. Lon, Lon. Uh, then which the still, ha- still, still bothers me. Still bothers me to have a Nuni and Singh on the. I know. Just, I'm curious as to how that's going to pan out, but. Well, in her little in her little clip, she said that she's the only survivor of something. Right. Yes. It is unclear what she is a survivor of, but uh, yes. Uh, I'm very mistrusting of this character already, and she's head of security, which is not a good sign. Mm. Um, I'm and or, then Helmsman Ortegas, Ortegas. Yep. yep. Uh, um, what's her name? Michelle Navio or Michael Navio? I forget. Um, I and then we meet Engineer Hammer. Yes, Hammer. The Anar. Uh, the Anar. Yes. So so cool. I love that they did that. Yeah, I'm really loving. Yeah, I'm really doing loving this. Uh, I'm, you know, we get to see the super large engineering section briefly, which. uh, Why why the heavy sigh? The heavy sigh is because the Enterprise does not have a TARDIS like engine room but apparently it does have a tardis like engine room oh i didn't really look that is it that big i mean we also got that from jj the massive massive engine did, room yes but no i'm talking about even the the short room. track remember the short track they had the the massive engineering section oh uh, i don't remember the, the yeah uh, i remember the short track but i don't yep. remember the shot of the engine room yes it's huge and uh i think they're continuing with that motif which Hmm, I'm not. It's not as big. I'm looking at it. It's not as big and insane as the JJ one. The JJ one's absolutely batshit. 
Yeah, no, I'm not even. I'm not even thinking about the JJ one. That was like a building. Even, uh, JJ is as a refinery or some sort. Yeah, I'm inside of ridiculous. the yeah, um, like build a damn set, dude. Like build a reasonable set um, for engineering, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm a little. Yeah, I'm a little. So a couple of things. You know, I'm excited. We we, that we did see the Tholians in one of them, which is exciting. Yes, yes in, um, yes. in the Ortegas one. Yes, in the Ortegas one. I, I, I think I'm really going to like her. I, I think she's she's going to be great. Oh, she's spunky. Yes, yes. That's actually the word I was going to use, spunky. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wow. We're on the same wavelength here. For now. For a moment, yes. It's just a brief... Dear listeners, it's only for a brief moment where we're not arguing. About Dear something. gentle listeners, which is a, that's a that's a Easter egg for our later discussion about Bridgerton. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's funny. Dear gentle listener. Um, so yes, yeah, so the fact that we have a single similar thought is shocking on this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, what else did we see in there? Um. So Cadet O'Hara still, I, I like the short little clip of her l- sort of longingly looking at the communication station. Yeah, yes, it was like. Uh, which easy. I thought was really, really nice foreshadowing there. Um, but it so seems what is like she doing? Because she's, I know she's a cadet serving on the bridge, but what is her function? I don't know. I mean, we maybe don't know. maybe it's like an intern, like she does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, that's what I. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, yeah, that was the, definitely the vibe of that. She's there to kind of explore and figure out where she wants to fit yeah. in. To, yeah, uh, which is great. Um, who was the other first one yesterday? Olan. Yeah, we already. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really skeptical, and I'm hoping that we don't have like a bad security officer who does. You know. Like a mole or something? Yeah, like I something. Hate moles. I do too. Um, I'm really hoping that. So yeah, I mean the fact that she has that name and it comes with so much baggage, like it's really going to be hard to like this character. Um, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. We'll see what happens. Am I podcasting with someone new? You're giving <laughs> someone the benefit. You're giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Well, it's what? A it's a fictional character. Well, we'll see what happens. Fair enough, but you, yes, but you're usually very judgmental of fictional characters as well. Well, we haven't so seen I'm, one of. Usually, I reserve judgment until we see the, like one. I'm episode. shocked, <laughs> shocked right now. Um, I mean, she seems fine. I mean, in the teaser, you don't get anything ominous feeling, so you know. Oh, I do. I mean, I don't know. She really? looks too serious, but I guess security officers are serious people. Yeah. A la the JJ security people who are just a bunch of dicks, apparently. Sure. Um, sure. So then we get Hammer, who is apparently an engineering genius. Mm-hmm. And this really cool shot of a very cute transporter operator. So hopefully sure. he's in it more <laughs> than that. Um, I was like, uh, I was just like the, what, the skinny Asian guy. <laughs> it's fine. He's, he, he's cute. Um is it, and, is very okay, your point. <laughs> I'm, it's just an observation. You're kind of twinky, no? Am I twinky? I don't know. 
<laughs> Am I tall and skinny? Isn't that usually what a twink is? I mean, uh, yeah. I don't think I'm either. I don't think I'm either tall or skinny. Maybe you're a pocket K. I'm a what? <laughs> Wait, what? What am I? What's my label? Pocket gay. Pocket small, gay. S- small, compact. You can pick him up and put him in your pocket. <laughs> oh uh, you've never that heard that man? before? No. Oh, wow. Wow. So no. innocent momentarily. All right. Um, um, no, I've been, I think, I think you covered all of them. I, yeah, I'm liking, I'm liking the short vignettes. I'm hoping that we get a little bit more with the characters. I feel, you know, I feel there's an opportunity, especially with it being more episodic that we'll get is like the TNG days or DS9 days. Well, it's like one episode will be about a certain character or it will be like a lead, like, you know, one, one central, one central character for each story. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or maybe we'll go back to A and and B. Pike or Spock, you know. Right, but it could be an A and B plot too. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm. I'm, It's generating a lot of excitement for me, and and I've been excited for Strange New Worlds all along. I mean, well, Captain Pike is Captain Pike. He's like a total dilf. I was yes. Wow, we have had two of the same thoughts in one episode. <laughs> we better stop recording right now. That's it for Deep Space Pride for this <laughs> We're week. Done. We're done. <laughs> Don't forget to leave us a five star review. Yes. Um. No, he is. He looks good in that uniform. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he looks good. Yes, he looks good. Period. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah. I. I might actually get my picture with him. Or an autograph. You're like pay a hundred dollars to get a photo of him. Sure, why not? Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't really. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Yes. Are you uh, going to tell him that he's a jolt? Maybe. I don't know. No, I. I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of strange new worlds, hopefully we'll get a trailer next week when we go to Chicago. Yes. Well, there's a panel, so that's exciting on Saturday, I think, Saturday afternoon. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Jerry O'Connell said he's going to be there. So I'm wondering, we're all, everyone's wondering if Rebecca Romaine is going to be there. Well, he's going to uh, be there. It's going to be there for the um, Lower Decks panel? I don't know. He's not an official guest, per se, is what I've heard through. through oh. But really? he's just saying that he's going, so... Which is totally cool, and I think he's also said that he will hug people, which is awesome too. So, oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> need, so, that, need that hug from Jerry O'Connell. I mean, you need a lot of hugs. You need more Me? hugs. Yes. Why? It'll maybe it'll soften you up a little bit. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I think this is doing a great job of creating some hype for Strange New Worlds, which is a little over a month away, which is exciting. Of course, it's premiering the same week, I think, that the Picard season finale is, right? Oh, is it the finale that it's premiering against or premiering alongside? I think so. Okay. Because we're going to see episode five tomorrow. Wow, it's like April. Yes. 
it's crazy. The year is not over. Do not be ridiculous. The year is basically over at this point. It's like you're ridiculous. Like, that is not true. It's getting close. It's it's April. It's like crazy. The first quarter of the year is over. One quarter, twenty five percent. You know that number twenty five. There is seventy five percent left. Like this is the seventy fifth episode of Deep Space Pride. I'm See how all of this is coming together. Um, you know, one uh, I was looking at the schedule. Uh, not to not to sidetrack, but I was looking at the schedule. That's and... all we do here is sidetrack. What are you talking about? This. <laughs> And I was operating, like, that's SOP here, standard operating procedure. So I was looking at the schedule and the discovery panel. It's like everyone's on it except for one glaring omission, which is Wilson Cruz. I was like, he's not there. Yeah. Um, because they invited him last minute because it, yeah. And he said he had other obligations. Yeah, no, so he had other business to attend to. Yes. He was already booked to do something else. Um, Yes, that is the glaring omission from this. And I don't think Sneak was there either. If there is a f- no, she is. I think she's she gonna is? be there. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I know. A lot of the captains are going to be there. Not all of them, obviously. I'm looking at the uh, the schedule here, where's the discovery panel? Wilson Cruz is she- definitely very vote very omitted. Of course, yeah. Yes, Which Nate I, was not on here. Oh, I thought Doug I thought Jones, Anthony Rapp, Noah Averback, Katz, can't say his name, Mary Chifo, Ken Mitchell. Oh, Ken Mitchell. Yes. David Ajala, Ian Alexander, Blue Jabario. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be Ken Mitchell's final convention, probably. Oh, I, I saw. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, the guy's uh, like dying, so. You know. Yeah. And he's, everyone says he's a really nice guy, so. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to Chicago, which we are, I, maybe we should get a picture with Ken Mitchell because it'll be the last opportunity to do so. Sure. Um, yeah, so I can't yeah. believe that's next week. I know. It, uh, I feel it snuck up on us really quickly. It did sneak, sneak up on us for sure. Yeah. But at least things are improving. As in they're, they're actually... Announcing stuff yes. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like throwing a <laughs> it was like a little con together in uh three weeks. I mean Yeah, we uh, weren't sure what was really happening. No, we weren't. I mean and now we are, but you know, we could have had this feeling weeks and months ago. No. Hello, Reed Pop. I, I don't know. If understand. I see any of the organizers, I'm gonna beg like, you guys to not do a good job. Well, I'm going to say where is Wilson Cruz and who effed up and who do I need to kill? Um, right. Yeah, it's a that's a glaring omission. But anyway, um, yep, uh, yeah. the whole whole family is going to be there except Wilson Cruz. Great job! Cheers! Cheers! Well, uh, I'm excited. I'm not excited for deep style, deep dish Chicago style pizza that I'm not looking forward okay. to. Well, you can have whatever. You can have something else. I enjoy a deep dish pizza, but when in uh, Chicago, but yeah, must do the Chicago thing. Um, yes, but you grew up in like you, you won't eat anything that doesn't have the right proportions of. We talked about this already. Yeah, we talked about the last episode. Yeah. So anyway, so we don't need to get into it again. We don't. No. That being said, it's coming up. It'll be great. We'll have fun time. Yes, we will have a fun time. The end. Yes. 
fun will be had. Yes. Hopefully there's a Starbucks very close to our hotel. I know. I need Starbucks daily. That was great. At was Las great. Vegas, that was fabulous. It was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. You go down in our elevator where we stayed and there's a Starbucks. Yeah. Right there. It was fantastic. It was great. It was great. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, the whole, uh, a bunch of the Trek Geeks family is going to be there. So it's going to be great. Most of us have not met each other in person. I mean, we'll see if we do anything together. We may or may not. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some activity. But we also around. have a table at, in the exhibit hall. We do. Yes, we do. Do you know what's happening? Uh, Bill and Dan are sitting there and yes. And then we could slip in once in a while and let them go have a bathroom break or something or other. All right. That's fine with me. So, uh, but uh, so can the other shows on the network as well. So they will not be sitting there the whole time, but we'll, you know, it's like subbing in on basketball, you know? Well, they, it's not the exhibitors or the exhibitor hall is open all, all the time. They, it's like usually certain hours, right? No. Or is it all the time? No, the exhibit. Uh, yeah, it's always, it's always open. open. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. How's that going to work? I don't know, but I might as well do the shout out to fansets right now because it's sure. Um, sure. They're there and I'm excited to get a hold of their three Chicago Mission Chicago pins, which they'll release there next week. Um, and if there's any left though, you're going to put them up on the website, but as you know, Johnson, you know, uh-huh. and yeah. as our listeners know, uh-huh. fan sets is the exclusive sponsor of the Trek geeks podcast network yes, and deep are. space pride. Yes, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to do the whole plug now or later. Did you miss me saying I'll might as well do the plug right now? Okay. I, I wasn't sure we were going to continue. <laughs> I felt, you, you, it sounded like you were almost like done. So I wasn't quite sure if you were going to give the promo code and everything. Yes, I might as well. All then right. we'll just, go ahead. yeah, this shake things up a little bit, but I'm excited. I'm excited to go see Fansets at Sh- Mission Chicago. And listener, if you are going to Mission Chicago, you should go to the, to the Fansets and the Trek Geeks table, but the Fansets table and meet Lou and John and the whole crew. Uh, they will have a ton of pins there. Uh, I picked up quite a few in Las Vegas. And, uh, but they're going to have some new, three new Chicago based pins. And they may even have that new, um, I wonder if they'll have that new Starship Enterprise, the like three dimensional pin. One. Yeah, that massive one. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Um, but they'll have tons of pins there. Uh, but if you're not going, you can still go to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins in your cart, or if you want to wait until after the convention, if they have any of those mission Chicago pins left over, you can put those in the cart as well. Uh, but if you do all that and spend more than $30, you're going to get free shipping in the U S and if you use the code DS pride, all caps, you're going to save 10% off your order. So we want to thank Fansets for being the sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Deck Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. So there we go. Though notable is that our promo code will be changing. Yes, think, but not um, for another month. Yeah, I think May first. Yes, but DS Pride until then. DS Pride ten percent off your order at Fansets.com. Yes. All caps. <laughs> 
Yes. All caps. So yeah, so we've talked about the news. We've talked about the Mission Chicago convention, which is finally ramping up without Wilson Cruz, I might add. Oh my God. Again. He's not going to be there. It's a very sad day. I mean, he lives in New York City. I know. We should just grab him. We should just pick him up. We should just pick him up on the way to the airport. (laughs) Just fly with us. Um, Hop over to Long Island City and like be like, hey. Yeah, we'll just we'll just direct the Uber over to Long Island City and pick him up and bring him along with us. That would be cool. I guess I don't know. I don't really like long Uber slash plane rides with people that I don't really know because then it's like, what the fuck are we going to talk about for like five hours? Um, there's plenty of things to talk to Wilson Cruz about. I, plenty I, of I, things. I'm good. That's like my worst nightmare: being trapped with someone or saying this to someone. It's like, uh, what do we talk about? Well, yes, if it's just a random someone you don't know, but you have seen him on four seasons of Star Trek Discovery. You may have seen him on Netflix. I don't really uh, know him as a person, though. 13 I mean, Reasons. So get to know him as a person. You, oh, it sounds like, exhausting. 13 Reasons uh, what? 13 Reasons 13 why? Reasons why. I never saw it. Neither did I. Um, I'll tell him about how much I just like rent. Oh, man. Why would you ever do <laughs> just that? Just kidding. JK, I would not do that. Well, and then we throw you out of the... <laughs> We threw you out of the Uber. We threw you (laughs) out of the Uber. No, not even the plane. You wouldn't even make it to the plane. And uh, we go to Chicago without you. You can stay in my room. Our room. There you go. I mean, rent is fine. It's fine. I don't know why you're hating on it. I'm not hating on it. What if he's listening right now? What if he's listening to our episode? Well, you know, we're all allowed to have opinions. It's a free country, apparently. So, Well, for now, right? Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. It's been 32 minutes and we still haven't started to talk about this week's episode of Regard. So, I mean, I've been having fun. Have you been having fun? I haven't. I've been having moderate. Enjoyment. I knew you were going to say moderate, <laughs> moderate, moderate time. Oh, my gosh. Fine. Here we go. For your for everyone. Here we go. We're going to talk about episode four of Picard season two. Not the, it's just Watcher. Right. Fascinating. You moved 15 beads on the abacus. You chose the 15th volume of the Britannica and a Pinot Noir, 1915. Agnes, I think that your marvelous mind is trying to tell us something. Look at you, Dixon Hill. Fifteen. Fifteen. It must be the other piece of information I took from the Borg Queen's mind. The last thing you said before I disconnected you, when is the timeline changing? Fifteen hours? That's too nonspecific. A date, then. Did the ship's chronometer ever show precisely when we landed? The 12th of April, 2024, which if we are right, would mean we have three days before the future is changed irrevocably. Uh, so I really enjoyed this episode, but Johnson, why don't you start out? Tell, give us a start. high level overview of what you thought of this episode. 
Yeah, I thought I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I feel that things are progressing slowly. I feel that, you know, and we talked about this last time. The first two episodes were very quick from a narrative perspective, set up story, boom, you know, it went very quickly. Last episode slowed down a little bit. This episode, I feel slowed down a little bit more because basically you have three characters, you have three characters just kind of wrapped up in the search for Rios, essentially. Between Rafi, Seven, and Rios, they're kind of just, you know, they're, they're basically on a side quest, just trying to get to Rios. So I feel they're kind of stuck in that a little bit while obviously we have Picard meaning Guinan, and that's kind of driving the overall narrative forward. We have we have the Borg Queen and Jurati, and they're not really driving the story forward narratively. I'm really loving their back and forth and tit for tat. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm wondering if the Rafi Seven Rio storyline is sort of just giving context to the world that twenty this 2024 is embodying and also giving us ties to you know, to past tense from deep, yeah. deep space nine. A little bit, but I mean, I, I, I don't need the, the ice agent, the, you know, the one dimensional ice agent. Like that was kind of annoying because, you know, you get, he's like a complete jerk and a bully and. Yeah. And we get know, that. Very I mean, stereotypical, like bad cop. Like, I don't, I don't need that. I, I get this. It's like, this is where it gets heavy handed, right? Like, I don't mm. need them to talk about ICE agents for two. I don't need the raid. I don't need like this. I don't need the ICE detention center. I don't know if I need Guinan like telling us how the planet's dying. Politi- politicians are bad. There's fake news. There's just a lot. It's just not very subtle. And I can, I'm okay with that in small doses, but sometimes it just gets a little too much. Like, you know, it beca- it's become like a little preachy and it's like, it's kind of clogging up the story for me a little bit. Like, I'm like, oh my God, do we need like two episodes about him being like detained by ice? Like, you know, like, I don't need that. And I'm sure like the next episode, they're going to be bringing him out of the bus and like, oh my God, more of the ice agents. So basically it's like three episodes are going to be stuck. Like Rios, it's about bringing Rios out of like the ice agents, like detention center, you know? Um, So yeah, I don't know that. That piece of it, you know, I, I can appreciate that it's more woke, but I don't need I don't need it to be hammered into me. I get it. And it's also the reality of living too, right? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I need the constant reminder that, you know, our world right now is not the best and it's so divided. I get it. We hear it all the time. That's a thing. I don't know how you feel about it. It's just like, I get it. We talk about, we talk about constantly. It's the last four years, you know? Like last four or five years has just been about this shit. So, and it's a reality we live in. So I don't know if I need the preachiness. In any case, overall, I liked it. That stuff kind of dragged it down for me. The guidance stuff, I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love the new guidance, the young guidance. Um, it kind of just threw me for a loop. I was just trying to figure out how the episode was kind of just distracted about like Times Arrow, and I was like, how is that playing to it? There are explanations out there. I find it dis- not satisfactory. 
because so Picard meets up with Guinan. Guinan doesn't recognize him, and there are, are there is a reason for that apparently why Guinan doesn't recognize him. But Picard doesn't say anything either. Picard doesn't say like, oh, by the way, didn't I meet you? Like, didn't you meet me like two hundred years ago? Like, you know, there's no like, there's I I wish that they just like reference it somehow or something. You know that Guinan has met Picard in some shape or form. If at the very least Picard should remember that they've met in the past. And then it's also, this also bothered me. So she has the 10 forward bar at 10 forward street. So I'm like, okay, so does she own this bar? And then she get a job on the Enterprise D 400 years later and specifically said, I want, a, I want to build a bar on the 10th deck in the front section as a tribute to the bar they had 400 years ago. Makes no fucking sense. Like no fucking sense because we we know ten forward is because it's deck ten forward right like that's why it's ten forward and now because of this we're like wait a minute so ten forward is actually a bar she had on Earth like in the twenty early twenty first century and then she still has it like in twenty four oh one makes no sense no sense I was just like I well was it's like, not it's not twenty she doesn't have it in twenty four oh one it's on the Enterprise D. And no, no, no. And I'm talking about in episode one when Picard visits her. Oh, she still has it. Oh, yes. She still has it. Yeah, oh, yeah. she still has it. She still has yeah. the lease. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I was like, I don't understand. I, I'm so, I was like so confused. It's just like the shit is just like, it, it really bothers me. And like, yeah, I mean, it's clear, like kind clearly of, you are, you are, uh, you seem slightly perturbed by all of yeah, this. Yeah, no, it's just like fan service for the sake of fan service. But then it's like, but it doesn't make any sense you know so i don't like that so there are things that bother me about this and then i don't really know if i love the new guinan like you know oh, i get that as in well she's much more burdened right she's she has a lot more baggage but i feel that when we met guinan in the 19th century you know, shit went down. Like she's been, she was on Earth for a while already, and uh, there's slavery. <laughs> like you know, like, and she probably went through some war. Like you know, like, but she was just like her old guy and self. Like she was still kind of her, you know, ephemeral kind of like you know. She was a little bit more. I think she, Whoopi Goldberg played um, in Times Arrow. Like it was, she was a little more like immature in some ways, but she was still kind of gynany. But here, I feel like she was just so sad and like, you know, bogged down with like the world. Um, it's just such a departure from the guy that we know. So I don't know. There were just things about it that like I wasn't a huge fan of. By the way, I'm talking about all the bad stuff because you I, are. I, do, I do get fixated on that. I mean, like, you know, the good stuff. I'm trying to think about the good stuff. Like, um, you know, Gerardi and Board Queen, great. I, I, I love where that's going. Um, I love, again, I love their banter and I love the hints that are being dropped that Gerardi wants more somehow. And she might want, she, I feel she wants, you know, part of her is curious about how it would be to be in the board collective, you know, because she's been lonely and like, she's, yeah, I mean, the, the sense of, the sense of connection, I think is, is what it's she's doing for her. Yeah, it's you know? it's an interest because she always has felt like on, on the outside, but right. but uh, you know going back to Guinan, I love the new Guinan. Okay, I okay. think Ito Agi uh, how to Agieri, uh did a fantastic job with it. She has nice uh, arms. I was like, 
Shit. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Guinan she's, works out. <laughs> Guinan works out. Uh, I I am not bothered by the temporal mechanics of it. I uh, if you know, I thought that David Mack on Twitter gave a great explanation of of he the temporal. It. I didn't find it satisfactory. I, oh, okay. I was like, why I wouldn't did. Picard mention something? Because obviously Picard is existing outside of this timeline. So at the very least, he would be able to say something and recognize like that. Hey, I, I think he's he's before. he's being on the cautious side to not change her future or affect anything. He Again, the whole the whole thing that they're trying to do is avoid butterflies. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're like, meanwhile, Seven and Rafi are like in a car chase across right. downtown LA. I mean, yes. Yeah. So like, that's, that's all ridiculous. But I think that this is this is the whole point. Like Picard is actually being cautious and not causing butterflies. He doesn't know what's going on with everyone else. And I think that they're causing some major butterflies here that are going to happen, which is which I think is part of um part of this side quest as you call it which i can i totally agree i can see how that's it feels like a side quest we don't know what the purposes of it we you know yes it does kind of give us a perspective of life and times that we're living in currently even though this is two years in the future um so it's uh it's definitely all of that um but you know, I'm wondering if there there isn't going to be some point to this part of it, and and I'm wondering if it's the butterfly effect of of these mm-hmm. these effects, uh, you know, of Rios meeting Teresa, of you know, Rafi yeah, and I feel Seven. I feel they're going to meet up with Teresa again, and it's going to be. She's very. Um, she reminds me of the Jillian Taylor character in Star Trek Four, like yeah. you know the yeah. The one, the the doctor that is yes. kind and aware of w- how the world is, but wants change. You know, like it's, yeah. it's that kind of character. Yeah, no, that's a great comparison. I, I didn't think of Jillian Taylor right at, until you said it, but that's that's a great comparison. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if this maybe whole should go back with them to like the future. Who knows? Maybe she, you know, maybe you know, it's hard, you know. Again, butterfly effect. But she's also got a son, so there's that piece of oh, it. Right. Like she has a son, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so there's that piece of it as well. So, so yeah, I'm wondering if this isn't like the butterfly effect that's going to impact how when they get back to their own time, something else is off, and they need to fix that as well. So. Um, you know, but I'm kind of along for the ride. I thought that the I loved the Rafi and Seven dynamic. No, I thought it's they, good. I mean, you know, the fact that they're kind of caught up in like trying to save Rios. I I like their little adventure. You know, they're yeah, they they're, they have good banter. banter with one another. There, you know, there's some tender moments which I really like on the bus. You know, the bus. You know, the the nice callback. Speaking of Jillian Taylor to Star Trek Four. The, the rocker guy where the song is updated and you know that's one of the things i love loved about this episode was the music both the the orchestral music uh undertones that were played throughout which i'm assuming is jeff russo and then this song and then if you listen to the song that uh is playing as picard goes into 10 forward that's also got some lyrics that are very uh prep to what's going on so i really what thought song that the, is playing 
on the, I, like, I don't on remember the, the I don't remember the name of the song, but there's a song playing. So I I had c- closed captioning on, oh, I so I get to on. see the the words of the song, which was mm. in which you'd have to kind of really pay attention to if you. But the the fact that they were on the closed captioning, it just I thought was really great. So I got to it. I paid more attention to the music that way. Oh, I also I paid closed the, captioning on. I didn't notice this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I noticed the 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 metal rock guy on the bus. Yeah, side. but the song too. You know, thirty five years later, right, right. you know, blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, I you know I, I thought that Rafi and Seven had some nice tender moments. You know, Seven pull again, sort of did the whole Kevin thing again with the the police officer at the desk, which you know if Rafi, I am that actually that little scene with Rafi yelling at the police officer at the desk, I feel like that was a really calm and collected and controlled police officer if someone was oh yeah no i was if someone was there yelling at you and you know uh, my impression would be uh that they would be you know pretty close to arrested or you know but there wasn't this confrontation which i was sort of surprised that she was told given rafi given rafi was like off her rocker um you know, so there's that. And then seven kind of comes in and, and does the whole Kevin thing again, uh, which I think is great because it's it's outside of her character. And I love that. Uh, I love that piece of that we're seeing with seven's character development. And yeah, I wonder if like where that's going to go. Is she going to you know how that's going to impact her character in the future? Yeah, because obviously it's different right now because she doesn't have her board implants. But yeah, yeah, yeah um you know, yeah i think... kind of miss that i'm sure you know yeah when she once we get back to quote unquote prime normal timeline or whatever right which i don't think is going to be normal i think there's going to be something else wrong but that's my family that's in the season three yeah um aside from gerardi being the, the board queen which i think is um i mean that's more and that more like the, going. yeah more and more like that's what's going to be although you know we've seen before where they set you up to believe one thing and then you see something else and so who knows uh, so yeah uh you know yeah it's it's a little bit of a side quest i'm enjoying it uh i you know i'm i again i'm wondering picard and girardi make a lot of progress with the so it's the 12th of april we've got they've got three days april 15th is mm-hmm. the day that things happen um, where the future goes irrevocably wrong. And then, um, yeah, I think, you know, it is, I don't know, for for me and, you know, I, I shared a lot of, we had a really intense, powerful discussion over on Discovering Trek this oh, week. Oh, we didn't listen to it this week. Um, it's really good. It's actually one of the best discussions I think I've ever been a part of mm. in, in, in a long time. And uh, powerful, just powerful thoughts and ideas and discussions about, you know, kind of all the things that Ganon talks about, the things that, you know, yes, it, it is sort of, Star Trek is known for their allegory in a lot of ways. And this is, this is very different. This right. is, this is, you know, like you said, in your face a little bit, a little woke or a lot woke. And it almost feels too real. And I think that you're right. It does kind of feel a little bit too real to be honest, but, um, my thought is that we're you know star trek does make is is made to make a message and sometimes you know 
in fact, I think probably now more than ever, you need to be less of an allegory and just flat out say how wrong things are and and just be more direct. And so I think that that's sort of what they're playing on here. But- I guess, but I feel that we get a lot of that from media already. Like, you know, the me- yeah, media. But I, lo- I really very- love the way that Guinan did this. You know, I mean, Guinan, this is a very different Guinan. So she, she never met Picard in the past. She's mm-hmm. been through hundreds of years on earth of dealing with this. I mean, to be honest, like the, one of the things that she says, like they traded in hoods for suits, mm-hmm. like, whoa, like, yeah, they did. I mean, wow. Um, but I think it's really powerful to hear from, uh, from Guinan, these things that, you know, are just, are, are true of, about our world, mm-hmm. even today, you know, even though this is two years in the future. So I, I, you know, I don't mind, I do miss the allegory a little bit, but this is not, this is not the same Star Trek this is, you know, it's, in fact, I, I, I'm enjoying this, you know, it's different mm-hmm. than. No, I can than, appreciate it. I don't think it's yeah. as for me. Like, it's, yeah, it clearly fine. doesn't resonate with, with you, but this yeah. episode really did resonate with me. I guess like for me, because the media and entertainment in Hollywood tends to already be very left and very vocal about a lot of these issues. Um, I don't know if kind of, doing it the same way that a lot of other places are doing it um, is really making it more impactful for me because it's basically more or less the same iterations of the same message over and over in different contexts, in different contexts, um, in different contexts. So yeah, I guess, yeah, for me, it doesn't, it's not, it's not doing anything. Um, yeah. But and that's uh, okay. Yeah, and I, I, and I, yeah, I think that's that's just like how I'm feeling about it right now. I feel it, it would be more powerful if it was through metaphor, but you know that's the way that I interpret stories, which you know, yeah, everyone's sure. different, very subjective. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I yes, you're right though. I think that Star Trek. The great thing about Star Trek um, is that there's always some sort of message, and it's all, there's always some sort of social lesson. And I can, I, I definitely appreciate that about Star Trek. And that's one of the things that I think why you and I are both Star Trek fans, because we were able to kind of find um, some sort of positive message in Star Trek. Um, it's just that for me right now, like basically all the current, current iterations of Trek are very, very heavy handed in the storytelling. So it's just one thing where I'm kind of just, like, I kind of miss that subtlety, um, you know, and the just the more nuanced messaging um, yeah maybe maybe strange new worlds will kind of dip into that a little bit more in that in that direction and that'll kind of satisfy you in that way yeah maybe uh, but you know, you know it is what it more is. with it with its more episodic nature so we may you know yeah. i think i think it's hard to kind of build an allegory into an arc you know and and both of these shows, Discovery and Picard, are, are arc shows. So, you know, they have a season arc, and it's kind of hard to do. It doesn't need to be the whole arc, but it can just be like you know pieces of the story that kind of like speak to certain yeah. lessons, right? I don't. I'm not asking for like the entire season to be like. A no, no, I know. I know you you're know. not. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah, no. I hear you. I you know. I think it would be you know interesting to see if they could do that, but I, I don't think that given the. I mean, I think that Picard is much better written 
than Discovery was this season. So, I agree. No, it is. Um, yes. So, you know, I don't know. I and I, but I don't also don't know that Picard was kind of developed this in the way that we're talking about. Like it's, it's not so much a, an allegory. You know, I, I know we're not talking about Bridgerton yet, but you know, one of the things I really like about Bridgerton is that it's living in this fantasy world where racism doesn't exist, but classism still does. So it's like, it's interesting because, you know, you have, all these characters that are from different races and different backgrounds in different cultural contexts, but they can all live and celebrate together. And yet there is still a lot of these intrinsic problems that are just very human between them. Um, and it's like, it's basically like, it's like historical fantasy, right? That's, that's how I would contextualize Bridgerton. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, I actually really think it's because it's Shonda Rhimes and she's always about messaging, you know, she's very much about that. But she does it in such a way that I think is powerful, but not it doesn't hit you over the head with it. It's just part of the world, right? Um, I don't know, like something like that, I just think is just so, such a more interesting, such a, such an interesting way of like, saying like, this is how the world should be. You know, this is what, you know, we should be striving towards, yet there's still problems we need to overcome. I don't know. Now, I don't want to go on a, a Bridgerton tangent, <laughs> um, but I just feel that from a world building standpoint, it's just like, I think it's harder actually to weave a lesson into a story that is metaphor. You know, it takes more work to make that hit an impact and it makes you and you need to work to understand it and then once you get it you're like wow that's actually like you know really that's a really good lesson um yeah i mean i understand understand, you know it's it's it you know we live in a world where it is we get hit over the head with it all the time i mean i i don't consume a lot of news because i don't want to be hit over the head with how bad the world is because you know just as bad a the media covers all the bad stuff and doesn't cover all the good stuff that's happening. And there is good stuff. And, but we're forced to just look at the bad mm-hmm. stuff really. And so I can understand that in some, on some level, you kind of want Star Trek to be an escape from that. And in this context, at least in this episode, in this, in this time frame, we're, we're not getting the escape. We're getting this very blatant, messaging about the state of our world right now and yeah it can it can get a little distracting or depressing depending on your uh sensitivity level to to that i've been depressed it's like not it's not even like you know i yeah it's it's not so much because i don't actually need star trek to be like a source of escape but i i i do think that it can be more subtle that's really that's really it. But yeah. we haven't talked about the, there are other things. So we also visit Chateau Picard in 24, 20, 2024. And yeah. we find out that the Picard family went to Britain. They escaped England. to England, rather. Yeah. So maybe that's why Jean Le Picard has a British uh, accent. An English accent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, funny. so that's sort of a. Um, that's funny. Um, but we also revisit yeah, we see- some of like the childhood flashbacks 
where yeah how did he put it he put it in a really interesting way he put it um memories of tomorrow or something tomorrow's past or something yeah something 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 really cool i really liked how he i was like i said something convoluted but some more no i thought the the you know he was very eloquent i i felt about it and um you know having memories of things that things that yet to come and Yeah, and um, which is kind of interesting. And then, you know, we get the scene where Girardi move, basically hits 15 three times and Picard mm-hmm. picks up on it. And uh, that's when they discover that they have three days to, to kind of mm-hmm. fix things or find out what's going to happen. Um, is your theory, are you still holding on to your theory that the flashbacks are to alternate Picard? Remember that? Yeah, I yeah, I kind of still do think that that's some of it. Um, I think there's also now this possibility of, especially looking at next week's preview, which was on the ready room, and and just seeing. Um, I think that I'm really I'm really predicting that we're gonna get a like a cliffhanger kind of end to season two, and it's gonna be a kind of it's essentially these season two and three are kind of one story all put together. And uh, I think that, yeah, there's, there's going to be some alternate, like the butterfly effect is going to become apparent. Like something is going to happen that, that causes this other thing to happen. And I think it's all around the board green because I cannot get out of my mind that scene, that flashback that he has where he sees his mother being dragged away, just like you see drones dragging away data in first contact, you know, this. So I I feel like this board, the board queen and all of that is going to play into creating this alternate future that is Picard's past. And it kind of gets muddled in, in that way, maybe, or, or it is, or it is strictly the, the alternate past of the Picard that he, you know, replaced when he jumped into this different timeline. I don't know. Um, I think, I think it's just more straightforward that this is his, this is prime Picard's past. I think that there's something more to it. I think we're getting these illusions that his father was abusive, but I feel there's more to it, but I do. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really, we haven't really developed or, delved into any of that really it's just sort of through these little flashbacks and we've gotten no further along in discovering it i mean right the you know the the flashbacks that happened this episode don't really add a whole lot of context no it's just you know, more it's context little, it's, it's, than we saw before no yeah um so yeah i you know i don't you know but the, i think that the the board queen and what she's doing in the preview for next week you know starting to reach out from the ship is is you know some sort of sign like she's i don't know i i I, you know she's sort of building a new collective in this time frame or something like that and Mm -hmm. so i'm i don't know it's i i love i love uh speculating about this because it's so like it's been a while like i've never we've never speculated about discovery the way that we've been speculating about Picard and we've only done it in for four episodes and we have more speculation about what all this means and 
in four episodes than we had in the whole of season four of discovery. So, you know, I, I'm loving this, like, Oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, and someone else pointed out to me. So jumping to the end of the episode to, um, Laris to no, no, to Q first, we'll get to Laris in a second, but to Q, Mm. uh, and the snap. So, someone pointed out and i thought this was really interesting i mean we we kind of have an idea that something's going on with q right but someone pointed out that each time he's snapped there's been less power behind it so it's been interesting like the first time he changes it sort of it it he changed and you had that light that you had um in tng right Mm -hmm. but without the sound effect so it's already diminished from what we knew to be. Uh, there was a sound effect. It wasn't the same sound effect though. I'm, oh, I'm, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it was. I would say it's it's very. It's not like the the. I don't know what kind of how to even describe it, but it wasn't the powerful like, you know, sound that goes along with all of his. Oh, little... I wouldn't have expected them to retain the same sound effects as like. From what oh, I, I mean, maybe, 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 but all right. So then the second snap in that episode is. It doesn't even make a noise. It just changes perspective and moves them to another part of the house, really. Mm-hmm. And um, and then this snap has no power at all. And oh. uh, uh, I don't know. So I think that there's something about Q's diminishing power going on here as well. Well, there was something else that someone else was talking about a different podcast. Um, I don't remember which one, but is this Q? Is this Q from, if we're talking about Q's point of view, Q's POV, is did Q from 2402 go back in time and this is that Q's continuation? Or because the past by 2402, if you recall from an episode two was already changed, was this like a previous version of Q that he, he does something in the past to adjust it? And then 2402Q is after. I don't know if you caught any of that because you were distracted. I mean, I heard some of it. Um, so, basically, I mean, I, I hear like, yeah, I, I is, think that. Yeah, it's just like 2402 coming back and then this is his continual POV. Or is it if, if, if we're talking about like 2402Q's perspective, did he had he already gone to the past to change something? Oh, I see. I don't, yeah, that's. I mean, I I sort of feel like because he was timeless, but then well, and, but still he has a but he still operates like linearly. He doesn't operate in the prophets where they kind of have no sense of linear time. He has a sense of linear time. He's just omniscient. No, he's not omniscient actually. He's omnipotent. Difference. Um, so meanwhile, the prophets, they don't experience linear time. Right. That's, I think yeah. that's not the same. Um, so I don't know. This, I, I don't in know. In the podcast, they made it sound like, oh, this is before he actually 2402 before this is before he went to tell Picard, you need to, you know, you must. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, um, I mean, I'm sure what my my reading of it is that it's 2402Q that came back with them and he's like doing things, you know, he's like- Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that I think is the simplest and and most straightforward 
explanation. But, and, you know, he it could be any, you know, we, we don't know. Like, because... Yeah, yes. I guess, yeah, it could be it could be something else. It could be, it could be his earlier self doing these things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. maybe he could, he could have been interested in the Picard family from forever. You know, he could have been part of different parts of the Picard family throughout history. Um, because obviously, I mean, we don't, we... We don't get it in this episode, but there was speculation before I saw the preview for the next episode. This is Renee Picard. The The woman that he is sitting across from is Renee Picard. Um, Who so, is the Picard that he mentioned during the, at, the Academy, at the Academy? Possibly, yes. Possibly his, yes. Possibly that, that ancestor, but also it's not, it's a woman, not a man. It's Renee uh, which well, is Renee both of, could be either. Right. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, he could have been interested in the Picard family all along. Similarly, um, it seems like Laris is a watcher slash supervisor, uh, a la assignment earth from the original which I've never series. Seen. I should probably watch. So that. you should probably go watch that before you watch next week's episode. Cause it'll probably inform. I read the you, Wikipedia article. Oh, okay. memory article. All right, fine. Okay. Okay. You're fine. Yeah. Um, so, fine. you know, it, it, it's, yeah, I I don't know. I I love speculating about this. I love it. I, I think it's, there's so many possibilities and I love that Picard has opened up our imaginations, our collective imaginations as Star Trek fans about what all of this means. Like, I, I don't think that we've had this much fun speculating about what all this means in a long time. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, but we do know that that's Renee Picard. She's reading a Dixon Hill mystery. Is, she Renee, is that Renee Picard? We know that for sure. Yes, it's on. Okay. It's on her. It's on her shirt in the preview oh, okay. for the next episode. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's reading a a uh, Dixon Hill mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Tracy Tor- Tracy Torme, who is a writer on TNG. So yeah. a bunch of I didn't catch uh, an then, Easter egg until someone said it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch it either. I was looking at the book. Uh, yeah, I was actually trying I to look at. I was like, my... what's the title? And like, I was distracted. Yeah, by it was really like, yeah um, yeah. It was too hard to really make out. But uh, and then the whole Tracy Torme thing. I think that was a nice thing. And then the whole Roy Kirk Plaza is another callback to to TOS. So, um, you know, and then there's some, there's some Easter eggs in the newspaper that Q is reading. So, um, so yeah, so there's, I don't know. I I'm excited to see. We still haven't met a theory as to why the supervisor looks like Laris. (sighs) Do I have a theory? I mean, I'm, my theory is that, she is the watcher. She is the supervisor, and that Picard, like Laris or... in the future, is the supervisor. Yeah, like it's the same person. You think the same person? Yeah, they, but they met on Romulus. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally. Yes, I, I mean, I, I don't. I was thinking I that maybe it's like because we see that obviously the watch the watcher slash supervisor has apparently telepathic abilities that maybe yep. 
he like the supervisor is just taking the form of someone that Picard cares about. Oh yeah, that's another theory. Yeah, which it totally could be. I guess. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I've heard that theory too. So I, I oh I, I didn't even hear. I just made it up. Oh no, that's a th- yeah, that's a theory. That's, I've been uh, reading someone theories else's. about it. I just, I just you didn't. Re- that's great. Yeah. So it could. Yeah, it could totally be that. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited that or the. It's. You know, and my one complaint, which I, we talked about at <laughs> Your one complaint on versus my many complaints? Well, one of my complaints is that they put her name back in the opening credits. But I, I think... Oh, as, was it taken out last episode? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, Evan, uh, Evan Evagora was in last episode. This week it put her Orla Brady in the title as well as guest star John Delancey. So it kind of... I really, I really, really dislike when they do that because it just spoils it. But fortunately, both of those guests, both of them ended up at the end of the season and I had forgotten at the end of the, sh- the episode. Do so I really sort of forgot. Do you the opening credits each time? Cause I, I do. I love the music. of. I love I, the new music. I hate the main theme. Oh, wow. No, I love this new main I theme. Love like it. it. I don't it's like funny. it. funny. So we, it's, we it's flip-flopped. Done, We've never done anything flopped. for me. Oh, we flip flopped. Oh, you did you not like last seasons no. either? Oh, no. okay. I didn't really. I don't love... like the Picard main theme. Like, okay. I just, I, I don't think it's good. I, no, I don't I, think it's very I, strong. Um, I like it so much better this season. So I watch the credits. Yeah, I do. Oh wow. Okay. I. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yep. So uh, even on rewatching, I, I, I mean, I watched it again tonight while I was cooking. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Um, well, then you're not going to be, you know, then you're not going to be spoiled. But me, who's watching yeah, it, it's like, and it's really uh, long. It's like 90 seconds. Okay. Like really long. Meaning. Your life is not wasting. You, you're, it's not like you're wasting 90 seconds of your life. Oh, random. But it didn't happen to me. Oh, random. Episode, but when I was watching Discovery, it was episode 12. Well, episode 13. The finale? Finale. Uh, it came <laughs> discovery came back because i have camera i have the uh commercial version of oh camera right yeah yes, yes. breaks yep it came back and all the audio was in spanish i did nothing it was just like all in spanish That's it was like awesome. it was going to that scene where tilly and dance were like trying to like you know evacuate earth and it was like all dubbed in spanish i was like what is happening i was like what did i miss something <laughs> they're all talking in spanish I couldn't turn it off. Wait, restart the app. It was like so terrible. I don't know. It's like it's like such a terrible app. Added to the long laundry list of things wrong with the app slash Paramount Pluses. Yeah, I told that happened, and then I told you one time I was watching the show Evil, also a Paramount Plus show, and it it the disability option came on where the woman would do. There's some a woman in the background describing everything that's happening on screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes, like I was like, yes. "What is that?" I couldn't turn it off. Yes, it was so yes. terrible, so terrible. I was like, "All right." Anyway, um, well, um, uh, you know, I, I, I did like the ending and how I'm. I'm really curious about Watcher and Supervisor and all of this stuff and this whole Gary Seven. Thing, which I think yeah, is really cool tie, decided, tie in. Like a deep cut because it yeah. is, yeah, yeah. it is deep. very interesting. Which makes me kind of want to go back and watch the like Simon a, and Garth again. You know, it, it's not like a I, I I don't I don't hear that episode come up 
you know, it's not like a well-regarded episode where people where it's in the discourse. Yeah. So yeah. it's just interesting I mean, that that is the connection. But hey. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out um more next week or tomorrow. Ha. Next week, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um cool. Well, cool. I think that I think uh that gives a pretty good episode. summary of of our thoughts on this uh we're going to do something we haven't done in a while because we've had so much star trek to talk about we are going to talk a little bit off topic we're not going to go deep or because we've been watching a lot of different things but let's uh let's go talk some off topic yeah so you're you're what do we agree to talk about i don't remember well, Bridgerton. I mean, you already you already had your little say about Bridgerton. Bridgerton. So we're yes. gonna. Uh, I'm gonna throw one more in, and maybe you haven't watched it yet. So we're just gonna talk briefly about Bridgerton because you've already gone in your classism diatribe about it. Yes. Um, the Gilded Age. Yes. And I want to know if you've watched the first episode of Halo. I did. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's. I mean, Bridgerton is a nice. In fact, it was twitter dming with our our friend and listener sam about uh bridgerton um, oh really they, they, yeah he just randomly messaged me and said and hi sam by the way uh hi, sam slade. shout out to sam slade uh and uh he said yeah he and his wife were watching or may have just finished bridgerton and i was like ah that's funny we're midway through it and he's like it's so unrealistic or whatever and um no uh, i i don't think it's supposed to be realistic i'm like uh is this home it's uh i love here's what he says he says i love how historically inaccurate this show is oh yeah i mean yeah i I said it's just very fluffy fun you know uh and it's a distraction and we both agree that it's well meanwhile i'm like is is love supposed to be this complicated and are am i supposed to have this many feelings yeah, I mean, and it also uh, is love worth it? <laughs> these are bigger questions for me. These are these yeah, are yeah. bigger questions. Yeah, um, is love even worth it? Because it seems like a lot of work. Relationships are work. I understand, but this, you know, this it's a like, constant. Like, it's a lot. constant reinvestment. In fact, in I think episode four, uh, where Daphne and her mom are, and Daphne and Violet are talking. And Daphne brings up that she and the Duke are discovering new and irritating ways mm-hmm. that they, ir- you know, new ways to, that they irritate each other and how it uh, continues to make them work on their relationship, essentially, right. is uh, the paraphrasing of it. And sounds arduous. It's it's investment. Investment. I love um, Violet. I love the mom. I she do, too. Is, she is so great. She is. Um, and so we just watched the episode, episode five. So, uh, you know, actually, if you have, by the way, uh, for those of you who may want to watch Bridgerton and haven't watched it, because it is brand oh, new. Spoiler out- alert. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yes. If you're watching we were, Bridgerton, like, we already we are, uh, like started talking about it. And like five minutes later, oh, spoiler alert. It's like, all right. Well, I, you know, because I was going to go into uh, more of a detail because episode five, I think, is the. Or is it four? I forget. Is the whole how his dad dies? It was tragic, and uh, and how he had to make the call on his youngest 
sibling. Right. Uh, which was also really like harrowing. crazy, wacky. Uh, yeah, harrowing. Um, but then you kind so of yeah, understand I, in, why he is the way he is, like why Anthony is so sort of. Off, yeah, he was sort of you know? forced into it. I wish that I I wish though that they had recast the actor to be younger because it says ten years ago and I'm like there's no way he looks this this the same like they didn't do any de aging they, they should just, like, just... changed his hair a little bit I mean he's supposed to be like what like in ten years ago he'll be like nineteen so oh is he twenty nine yes he's twenty nine oh okay okay yes right. he's twenty nine Kate's twenty six yeah he mentions that he's twenty nine oh okay so I didn't think it was that bad oh okay. All right. Well, I felt I, at the time I did. I didn't know their ages. So, yeah, um, he's the oldest. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that. But I, I like the the conversation that he had with his mom and how he basically called her out and said, you weren't actually there. Right. Uh, which I thought was really powerful. Um, no, I think there are a lot of great conversations like. Bridgerton, yeah. I, you know, it is fluffy, but honestly, there are a lot of these like actually very deep conversations. Um, well, that- and I almost did not commit to the season because after watching the first episode, I was kind of annoyed with Anthony. I was like, I don't need to watch some stupid dumbass, you know, be stupid all the time like just be outwardly obstinate and well he's kind of uh, like okay you know he's kind of like mr darcy in that way like i don't know if you ever read like *Pride and prejudice or ever watched it but mr darcy is a little bit like that but it's like all these like men in the jane austen kind of era of like fighting they all have, they're all like very conflicted and they have a lot of baggage and they kind of show it through a little bit of this like front of toxic masculinity, um, appropriate for the era. But it's because like they have, you know, they have this inner conflict. So in the case of Anthony, he's kind of a jerk, you know, but it's because he's walled up his heart, right? Like, you know, it's because it's put all these guards around his heart and he can't let love in. Um, so he needs to kind of have, he needs to keep people at a certain distance and he does yes. it by being a jerk. So there yes. is a reason for it. So it's like, yeah, I do, I it was just like the character development of Bridgerton. It actually like, you know, it is fluffy, but you have these like really meaningful conversations between some of these characters. Like I love Violet because she has these like really deep conversations and just, um, ponderings about love, right. And how love, it can be very painful yeah. And, you know, it is a risk. And yeah, I actually, you know, that's one of the things I actually really love about Bridgerton. It's like, it can be very honest, um, which I do enjoy. And some of these characters are actually very deep. You know, they, they have, you know, they, they yeah. have a lot going on. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I think that, yeah, it's fun. And, I, you know, we're, we're a little over halfway through the season. So we haven't, we, you know, uh, but I see a lot of the complications that like we binged three episodes last night. We were just like mm-hmm. eating dinner, watching it. And then we were like, oh, let's watch one more. And then I was like, going to get up and walk Hamish. And I was, and Hamish was still sleeping. So I was like, all right, let's watch one more. <laughs> or like, let's, like let's an watch. hour. They're like all very like, long. I know they're like, yeah. So we watched three hours of it yesterday and it was, it was good. It, it got better and better, but I could, you know, the complication level is yeah. rising quickly. Yeah. Um, so I am uh, very interested to see how they're going to resolve this. 
um, which it does not seem to be, it's not gonna be clean. <laughs> it does not seem that the feature is, there's not an easy way out of this, especially now that at the end of episode five, it's very clear that um, Bon is in love with the Viscount. And so therefore Kate basically says, I'll get over my passion because she's in love with him and basically convinces Anthony to, to keep the marriage on and right. to move it up if possible. And it is, it is very messy. It's very messy. So especially compared uh, yes. to season one where the, where Daphne and the, and Simon, the Duke, they get married by like episode four, you know, and then the complications arise where you find out that he's the one have children, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that you know that actually was somewhat less complicated than this season. Yeah, I, I loved I this season. I and honestly, well, you binge, you binge it, and you watched it. You contributed to being in, seven episodes in one day. Um, but Jonathan Bailey, who plays Anthony, is gay in real life, but right. you have no idea, yep. like because he and Kate have so like. And honestly, it's the mark of a good actor. Like he, they just have so much. They have, mm -hmm. their chemistry is very strong. Yeah. Um, and no, you, it's a great you point. Seriously, can believe that they're really into each other. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, um, yeah, he's doing incredible acting, and uh, yeah, yeah, and he's uh, he's on our team. So he's on our team. Um, um, no, he he is. It's great. I, I love the season. It was so into so, it. But then yeah. I was like, oh, is, is love worth it? It's just really seemed like too much work. So that was that's my that was one of my takeaways. Yeah, it's yes. like it's like a shiny object, but then it's also like, oh god. And then it's also like obviously this is like, you know, this is um th this it's fluff, but then I'm like, oh, like are am I supposed to be passionate like this? Because I'm not like I'm not passionate like this about anything. So whatever. You have you have your moments of passion uh, when we disagree strongly with one another. Sure, about things. <laughs> uh, there's passion there. Um, so okay, so that's Bridgerton, the Gilded Age, wrapped up also recently. Yes, yes. Uh, another with, it's period episode. drama. Another <laughs> period drama. Oh well, but, wait. Uh, we okay, so the Gilded. No, sorry, Bridgerton. Yeah, the other thing I just love about it, and I obviously referenced this earlier, is just like the, the you know the race blindness of it. I I, I love it. I I really like how they, you know, they they kind of just celebrate that. Obviously, it's like not real, and it's like kind of washing away all the atrocities of colonialism. But it's also kind of like, oh my god, like this, it would be so great if the world was like this. And yeah, it's a it's a bubble. It's not real. It's of course, you know, no, it's, it's, it's a fantasy. Uh, yeah, it's total yeah. historical fantasy at its at its finest. Yeah, yeah. I love we, it. I I really love that component of it. Yes, compared to the Gilded Age, compared to the Gilded Age, which yes. is a little more historical. Right. Uh, it's not really fantasy. I would call this more historical drama. It's just historical uh, fiction. Yeah. Historical fiction, yeah. Fiction, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I really, I, I enjoyed how it wrapped up, actually. You know, I, I love, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't love that final episode. I mean, I liked it, but it felt a little bit like padded to me because it was like, 
the the major drama was really um with what's her face with Marion and and rakes and, and mr rakes yep yep yeah that was the the main yeah. that that whole piece and then the other piece and then i was like oh my god men are just scum like that's basically the takeaway men are scum they're terrible people marion's marion's like boy bf boyfriend is scum um mrs uh brooks miss brooks the um the black woman god Ms. yes Brooks, right? Brooks. Yep. um Ms. the one Brooks the one black woman father um is... father scum i was like oh my god like men are terrible uh, isn't it isn't it rashad uh felicia rashad who's uh her mom i don't know their real names I, it's like they're all 20 women no, it's uh um, it's uh it's um the hux mrs huxtable i'm pretty sure mr huxtable from the cosby show Oh, I don't. I never really watched the Cosby yeah, show. I think I. I oh, okay. I think I think that uh, Mrs. Brooks, Miss Brooks is, or Mrs. Brooks, I guess would be correct. Uh, Mrs. Brooks is played by Felicia Rashad. Um, yeah. So that they find out that the father stole their the illegitimate son. The baby. And, uh, yeah, no, the baby. legitimate, legitimate son because they were married. She's oh, married. Right. But then, but he just he just didn't like the husband, right? And so, yeah, that was that was crazy to figure that all out. I mean, that they you know one thing that's very common in both these shows is the threshold for a a scandal is very low. Oh yeah, and like it's like oh my god, a man and a woman in a room together—that's a scandal. I'm like oh my god, like yeah, and then really uh, really low threshold. Um, because we see that in the Gilded Age too. It's it's like the the threshold for a woman's reputation being ruined is very very low. And of course, it's always the women. You know, their reputations are at stake. Men can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I enjoyed the Gilded Age. I, they're filming season two already. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I, I also love... just like the spectacle sometimes, like the spectacle of these, yeah, just these sets and like this... you know the the balls and the parties, and I'm just like, wow, everything's pretty and beautiful. Uh, and I have uh, to say that uh, I'm ready to Christine transport... Christine Baranski is yes. phenomenal in it. Uh, you know, I, I wish I, I'm I'm glad that Cynthia Nixon plays a different type of character, very demure and mm-hmm. very almost subservient to her sister and yeah. uh but she gets her quips in once in a while yeah. um so i like that uh i i'm intrigued because i actually don't think he's that attractive i think john is attractive but i don't think that uh it's not victor but who's her who's son john? john is the boyfriend of christine bransky's Son. Oh, John Adams. John Adams. Very yeah, generic name. Just John Adams. I was John, like, Adams. John who? John uh, Adams. Yeah. John Adams. And what's what's her son's name? Vincent. Oslo. No. Olson. Uh, no. Because <laughs> he's son. Yes, is Vincent right? I don't know. Something like that. Victor. Victor or Vincent. Um. You know, right, he, he's, just right kind of, he's just uh, kind of—he's just kind of slimy. He's annoying. Like, I'm like, why yeah. does the one like 
mean gay, I mean, obviously John Adams is also gay, but like, why is like the mean gay token gay annoying? <laughs> like, because right, it, was yes. the same, uh, it was the same issue. That's with my question. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, what's his face? I don't know. Oh, the it. jerk. He was a jerk. He was a jerk. Yes. Of course, yes, he was, he was. Like, the gay character. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? why? Yep. Oscar. Oscar. Uh, I was like, yeah. Oslo. I thought you were going, I thought, you know, I thought you were doing is referencing uh, Discovery's Tarka's boyfriend. Um, oh, wait, what was his name? Orso. Orso. Ors- or- Ors- Orson? Orso. Orso. Well, Oscar, uh, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah, he's a real jerk. I, jerk. I'm interested. To, I'm wondering if Marion's gonna end up with the son of Larry. Is that Larry? Larry yeah. Russell. Yeah. He's a cute one. He's a cute one. Yeah. I'm, I'm um. Yeah. I don't know. I feel they. I feel they. They feel like they're just friends. I. You know. I. I'm not getting like a lot of like that chemistry between them. But who knows? Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's just, again, it's a good distraction, fun. Um... Yeah, so two months ago, I was ready to go to Paris because I'm only in Paris. Now I'm ready to transfer back to 19th century England, but without the racism. So oh, well, okay. Bridgerton, Bridgerton, England. Bridgerton versus I thought you were going to say 19th century New York. No. Yeah, no, because there's no. plenty of racism there. Yeah, plenty of racism. That's not. Yeah, I'll be. I would be like working the railroads. I mean, you know, that really stood out to me. How if black people are walking down the street and white people are coming, the black people have to get out of the way. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean it's real, but I mean, it's segregation at its best. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So. Um, so all right. So there's there's a gilded age, uh, and then finally, since you know we'll we'll because we only have one episode to talk about what did you did you enjoy halo's first episode yeah i, I thought it was okay like you know um, you're a player so just a context this is almost like a gamer not gamer right but i've never played halo did you, oh you never oh really i never had an xbox oh i yeah oh i really thought you had played halo yeah i never played halo Oh, I thought so this was going to be a gamer I'm not, versus I'm not actually gamer. I'm the same quote as you. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know, like, the mythology or the world at all. Oh, I was hoping you were going to... I was looking for you to educate me on the mythology no. of this. So. No, no, no. Okay. So I'm kind of being thrown in as much as you are. Um, okay. So I have questions. I don't know the characters. I don't know anything about yeah. the Covenant, um, which is the basically the aliens and aliens, you know, right? Yeah. But apparently their leader is human. I'm like, what's that? What's all that about? Um, the child. Yeah, she's some. She's some religious. I feel like she's some religious leader, though. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know. I know as much as you do. Basically. Okay. All right. Well, the, I mean, then there's not a lot to talk about because I, I mean, well, I what did you, what did you think about it? I enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, I, I thought that the, the themes were strong. Um, I thought it was, you know, interesting um, mythology in the sense that when John, uh, what is, what is Sergeant major John. or what is it? John is his name? John. I think it's John. Yeah. Okay. When John touches like the artifact, he's always referred to as like Master Chief. Master Chief. The that's the title. Uh, that's what I couldn't remember. Master Chief. Yeah. So Master Chief John touches the artifact, and it, mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I liked how 
just in having a uh, conversation with Quan made him rethink things and he made decisions quickly based upon that. Like his, his perspective, perspective changed. And well, it was because kept, he touched the artifact as well. I think that changed him. That changed him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But because he, otherwise he, he would be just kind of programmed like, you know, he's like, okay. Program soldier, but something, yeah. but that's what that doctor was kind of very curious about. I don't remember yeah. Her name. her name yeah the blonde doctor oh, god yeah, yeah. um but she's very curious about the artifact because she's she's also noticing these changes in yeah in master chief well i mean now everyone notices and everyone knows the changes by the right. end of the episode so it's um so, they're so that's why it's a big deal um so it wasn't just the conversation but because i think if he hadn't touched the artifact he would have just obeyed orders and killed her or something yeah okay fair enough yeah but i liked so, i liked yeah. I liked how, all right, therefore, I liked how the art, the artifact changed him enough that the questions that she brought up raised more questions for him and he, you know, started changing. Right. Yes. So, yeah, looking forward to more. Um, obviously, we only got episode one and it will, it's a weekly, it's a weekly show and we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm enjoying I, I, it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I thought it was enjoyable, so I'm interested to see where it goes. And I, I'm not burdened by the mythology. Yeah, and, I, I know nothing, so I'm not like, why are they doing uh, this? I'm like, whatever. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, cool. Well, a little bit of off topic there. Very three, very well, two very similar shows, and I know one very, <laughs> two, one very two different period dramas, show. and then and then one side show. Um, one sci-fi show. So, have you right. subscribed to Apple TV again? Apple TV? No, I have not. Why? What am I? Well, I mean, you have you you have a bunch of things to catch up on, but um, I I've heard a lot about Pachinko. Um, it's supposed to be amazing. Yes. Yeah, I've heard. Um, and then we also have the Best Picture winner, Coda. Coda on there. Yes. Watch. That's also on Apple TV. So now I'm like, yep. oh, should I like subscribe? We subscribe for a month and just like watch this shit. Um, yeah yeah um that's a good question I guess you have a, you have a time you, you forget it you're like that. i mean I don't, I don't i don't know that i have the time that's a it's not a matter of paying for it anymore it's a matter of do it's i have not the, the five dollars no it's not the five dollars it's more about do i have the time to watch more shows amidst all of the things that i'm doing right now you're busy so oh. that's that's actually really what it comes down to so you know these fitting like Bridgerton in after while eating dinner and, and watching it is one thing, but like sitting down for a two hour movie. Sure. It, you know, it just depends on, you know, on what's happened on the week. It depends on whether Dennis is working or not, you know, it depends just so many factors. Yeah, life, so. life, is, uh, life is hard. Yeah. Life is complicated. Life is hard. Yes. Yeah. It's like Bridgerton. Life is, life is complicated. You never know if you're going to fall in love with the older sister, but get engaged to the younger sister, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You never know that, 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 <laughs> exactly. that could happen to all of us. <laughs> it could happen to any um, one of us. Any of us. Um, yeah. You never know what life yeah. is going to throw your way. Yeah. So, so. Never, yeah. Um, well, that about wraps up this episode. Uh, Johnson, why don't you tell our listeners how they can connect with us? Yeah. 
Um, we would love to hear from you. Whether oh shoot, we know we were supposed to talk about Discovery as a season this episode. Oh well, oh well, oh well. I I I'm I could have done I'm, without it. That's that's a basic takeaway. That's my basic gist. There you go. You know, yeah. we're sorry. You know, we'll we'll think about doing that. But honestly, I think we just want to leave Discovery season four behind. It could have been like eight episodes. Kind of, kind of like Chicago better. left Wilson Cruz behind. All right, that sort of thing. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. Whatever. Um. All right. Well, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts about Picard. Halo, Bridgerton, the Gilded Age, whatever. Um, or you, the Strange New Worlds clips. Or, oh yeah, or Strange New Worlds. Or um, if anyone is going to Chicago and you want us, uh, and you want to let us know, sure. Yeah. Uh, what you can do is you can reach out to us on social, on Instagram, Twitter at Deep Space Pride, or you can email email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. There we go. And uh, yeah, well, so we'll talk next week about Picard where our episode will will record early because we're going to Chicago and we'll have to edit early and fit all of that into our life somehow. Yeah, I know. Right. Amidst everything else that we're both doing. So uh, but we'll figure it out. So we'll talk about that. And then, yeah. Yeah. See See what else comes up in the news. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you.